0: Good Monday morning to you, everybody. You're listening to the Mindset Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Jensen, and today in episode 10, we're talking about superstitions in sport and how to avoid the pitfalls of superstition. So we've all seen it. We've been around those athletes. They have these superstitions, right? All of them do it. They 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 have these specific patterns or these specific things that need to take place for them to be successful. And everybody's always asking the question out there. Because from time to time, we see them be successful. What you don't see is all the times that they're not successful because they let this superstition really become part of – their success or their failure if things don't go perfectly right with their superstition then they don't think they can be successful as a young boy I remember I don't know whether I was nine or ten years old but my dad was he was really into the psychology of sport he wasn't he wasn't uh, a master of it but he was a coach and so he was very concerned that I would be one of those players that got into superstition And I don't know if it's because he saw the beginnings of it with me or what the reason was, but he was very worried about it. So he was always telling me, like, hey, look, you can perform well, Riley, whether you put your left sock on first or your right sock. You can perform well whether you ride your bike to the game or whether you get a ride with your parents. It doesn't matter what happens, you know, before the game starts. You can always play well. And I'll have to ask him if he was worried about it or if maybe he was worried about some of his own superstitions that had affected his play in his life. I don't know what it was. But he was so worried about it, and he talked to me about it constantly. And And I think it's kind of funny what it evolved into because, truthfully, as I got into high school and as I got into college, I became superstitiously not superstitious. <laughs> Meaning, I was doing everything I could to do a different pregame routine So that it wouldn't matter. I was putting on my right sock, then my left, then my left, then my right. I was driving a different way to the stadium. I was riding my bike to the stadium. I was hitching a ride to the stadium. I was listening to music one week, then I wasn't listening to music. Whatever I could do, I was making sure that I was not superstitious. And ironically, it was a superstition because... I needed to do something different every game or I felt nervous about the game. So the question is are superstitions good for you? I look, I don't know. I don't I don't know the superstitions are bad. I think that a good pre-performance routine can be very very solid and I think science proves that it can bring down pre-performance anxiety for you. So let's talk about the definitions. A superstition is a belief or practice that is irrational. Are you irrational about your pre-performance routine? If it gets messed up, can you still perform well? I would argue that if, if you can't perform well because your superstition or your pre-performance routine is messed up, then maybe you need to lighten up a little bit on that pre-performance routine. The definition of routine is a sequence of actions regularly followed. It's performed as a a regular procedure rather than for a special occasion. And I like that part at the end, rather than for a special occasion. Maybe your pre-performance routine should be before every practice, before everything that you do in that sport, rather than just before the big games. Or if it's just before the games, make sure that it's consistent. Make sure that it's the same. But also, make sure that if it gets messed up a little bit, that it's not that big big of a deal to your mindset. So my question to you, you people out there that are in sales, you CEOs, you business people of the world, you athletes, do you have a pre-performance routine? Have you even thought about it? What is a pre-performance routine to you? I'm telling you right now, the great ones have pre-performance routines and they are a vital part of what they do before each game, before they do, before each match and before each competition. There's really two parts to a routine. There's the mental part and there's the physical part. Um, A lot of people, um, they come up with like a key word or a key phrase mentally before they practice a skill before they go into a game, before they go into a big performance, or some sort of a presentation. And I think one of the things that's important about that word, or about that mental thought, or that mental procedure that's taking place, is that you keep it short, you keep it relevant, and you keep it positive. Some examples of words that I've heard in the past are smooth, strong, poise, decide, breathe, and relax. Those are all great things. Those are all great things to use. Now on the physical side, routine before a skill has been proven effective in many ways scientifically. And we've all seen it before. We've seen the great athletes. We've seen the great ones before free throws, before a big golf putt, before a diving competition, before somebody serves a tennis ball, and before a a field goal kicker lines up. There's a very specific routine, and you've seen it before, and if you haven't noticed, take a look at them. Each time, before each serve, before each kick, before each free throw, there's a very specific routine that that athlete follows. And the science has shown that pre-performance anxiety goes down significantly with those with those routines. And so I think it's important to think about what your routine is. Do you have one? Are you working on it? Are you flexible with it? Are you changing things and tweaking things from time to time if something isn't working for you? A small reminder as you're building this pre-performance routine for yourself is to be flexible. Your routine will take time. They're also very personal. What works for you may not work for somebody else. What What works for somebody else certainly may not work for you. Some people include music. Some people don't include music. Some people's routines are a little bit longer than others. Yours may need to be just a short one just before you go out. I've been reading Tim Ferriss, and uh, it's a book called Tools of the Titans. One of the things that very, very successful people do is they they use comedy. So they'll listen to comedy before or on the way to a performance or a competition to kind of lighten their mood and to relax them a little bit. I thought that was a great insight, and I thought that was a great thought process, and I've been using it before some of the presentations that I've been giving, and so those are some of my thoughts. I'm really super interested in some of your pre-performance routines, some of your thoughts, some of the things that have worked for you, some of the things that haven't worked for you. That's all I have for today. Remember, you can reach me via email at Riley at HeadstrongConsulting.com or via Twitter at Riley Jensen, that's at R-I-L-E-Y, J-E-N-S-E-N. I'd love to hear from you. I can't wait to hear from you. We're getting more and more listeners. The momentum is building with the squad. We're glad you're here. Please stop by again tomorrow because tomorrow we'll be talking about the word should and how to reframe that form of self-talk.